Sports Pan lives here on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're with us this Tuesday afternoon. It's Tuesday, but we got a guest, and it's John Michael Hoefling of ABC 10. We had some scheduling conflicts. Had to get him in here a day early. But I appreciate it, my man. How's it going? It's good, man. I'll always make scheduling accommodations for this show. I like we being appreciate here. you. Yeah, of course. I tell you what, we're partying here in the Sports Pen today. Why is that? Because one year ago today was my first day here at ESPN UP. Oh, so it's a party. It's a party. Oh, I would it think is it, anniversary. I would day. think it's more of a uh, what's the word? I can't think of it right now, but an uncelebration, I guess. Why would that be? Oh, because, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Come maybe. on, man. I'm, I'm joking. Maybe man. an uncelebration for my listeners. Oh, I guess, I guess, I guess. There we go, there we go. I tell you what, though, we're partying here because we're all about partying on ESPN-UP. Really, when did that become the case? I think it became the case a year ago today. All right, there we go. <laughs> I tell you what, a lot to get to over the course of the next hour. Daniel Jones and Minka Fitzpatrick are just some of the NFL players making headlines. Who is the best winless team in the NFL? We'll answer that question throughout the day. We're going to reorder our NFL division predictions two weeks into the year based on what we know now. We are also going to update Pick'em because I tell you what, no one's doing good. Except for Jake, Jake Durant. Hey, over at I, I did all right. I didn't you come did last. Right. I didn't come last this week. <laughs> I tell you what, we look at our pick'em results from this week, and nobody had a good week, really, except well, nobody. But I tell you what, Jake is the only one over five hundred. He's seven and three. I fell to five and five. I was four and one last week. I think I have three wins. You have three wins. You got oh Ryan gosh. and Tyree at four and six, and Mike at three and seven. So you had a better week this week. Yeah, yeah. Instead of one, I had two wins. I, I, <laughs> I think I think only me and Jake picked the Packers over the Vikings. I am looking here, and that is correct. Yeah, that is correct. So you guys got that one. Can't trust Kirk, dude. Nah, man. He he blew it. Uh, Jake was the only one who picked Atlanta to beat Philadelphia. We were all unanimous on the Panthers, which didn't happen, the Saints, which didn't happen, and the Browns, which did happen. Yeah, I think that the Saints and Rams thing would have gone a whole lot different if we knew about a certain uh, easy breezy guy going <laughs> out, but... That's going to be coming up here throughout yeah. the show when we talk about reordering our divisions, or will it? Does that change the prediction of the New Orleans Saints being the favorite in the NFC South? We'll get to that in a little bit. I've got a couple stats of the weekend. I've neglected to get to these yesterday because I had a packed show. I want you to tell me which one should be stat of the weekend because I've got two very rare things happen this weekend in the sporting world. One, Saturday, the Oklahoma Sooners, they rushed for over 300 yards and passed for over 300 yards in a single game. They have now done that. 14 times in school history. Run for 300 yards, pass for at least 300 yards. 14 times in school history. Three of those times have been their first three games of this season. Wow. How about that? that okay. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Jalen Hurts is on his way to a Heisman Trophy. Yeah, but is it the product of Oklahoma? Because they've produced two straight Heismans? Or three. is it the product? They will produce three. Oh, they will produce three, yeah. So is it the product of Oklahoma or is it Jalen Hurts? I think you've got to give a lot of credit to Lincoln Riley. They were saying yesterday on, I think it was the Will Kane show, that Lincoln Riley is starting to make his case to get on that same tier as Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban. You need to win the championship. You do. You do. And that's why I don't completely agree with it. But he's doing something Nick Saban couldn't do with his quarterback. Make a good quarterback? Well, he was a good quarterback, <laughs> but he's taken him to another level. Like, he's legit made him the Heisman favorite. Well, you know what's crazy is... Like, the one knock that Nick Saban always has is, oh, he doesn't have good quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. So, the fact that he, the fact that Hurts can go to another school and be a Heisman favorite, like, even Tua, like, I don't look as Tua, I'm not looking at Tua right now and saying that's, the, that's still a Heisman favorite. Right. I've not seen him this year and gone, alright, yep, he's legit. Mm -hmm. It's, it's weird, man. Something about the Alabama tag just automatically makes you, like, not that great. You know, and Trevor Lawrence hasn't blown me away so far this year either. He hasn't. Like, honestly. I, I, I was watching the um, the Syracuse game, and it was he, his throws weren't looking too crisp. He did step up in the pocket nice. Yeah. He, he was very good at, like, improvising mm -hmm. and moving away from tacklers. But in terms of just his accuracy wasn't that great. Wasn't great at finding open guys. Mm -hmm. it, it, was, it was just strange because with all the hype around him, like, I don't know. 
It's like the most memorable moment that we have of Trevor Lawrence from this season is Saturday night when the camera was on and picking his nose, and he had his <laughs> finger up there for 10 seconds, and the ABC camera would just not turn away. Like, it wasn't even <laughs> casual. Like, he was just digging at it. That's hey, the most memorable hey, thing that we have about Trevor I'm, Lawrence I'm from this gonna, season. I'm not going to knock him for I'm that. I'm not going to knock him for it, but... That's the most memorable thing from yeah. this year, from Trevor Lawrence's resume in 2019. Maybe once we see him against some like premier competition, he'll start like picking it up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I expected more from Lawrence, other than his locks. Well, I tell you what, so that was one half of our stat of the weekend. Oklahoma has now rushed for 300 yards and passed for 300 yards in a game three times this year, 14 times in school history. By the way, going back to Kyler Murray, Seven of those 14 games have come within Oklahoma's last 10 games. So it's not just Jalen Hurts. It is Lincoln Riley. He's so gone to the NFL. (laughs) He is gone after this year. The other half of it, stat of the weekend, you tell me which one's more impressive. The Cubs had a field day this weekend offensively. They needed it. Yeah. Granted, they played the Pirates. They scored at least 14 runs in all three games against the Pirates this weekend. The only other teams in Major League Baseball history to ever do that were the 1928 Pittsburgh Pirates, the 1930 Cubs, and the 1993 Tigers, which was the last team to score 14 runs in three straight games. Hmm, Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. So you tell me, which do you think I should have gone with for stat of the weekend, Oklahoma or the Cubs? Well, seeing as how it's happened 11 times in school history before this for Oklahoma, and it's happened three times in baseball history prior to this one i think that i think the cubs got it all right all right there, there was another stat i saw that was like for only the second time in history uh, a player won both the FIBA world championship and the nba championship in the same year this year it was marcus Gasol. yeah and the other time it was the year 2000 somebody from the lakers i can't remember who hmm. though i can't remember who how about that but I tell you what, Ricky Rubio won tournament MVP. Isn't that great? Ricky Rubio's still around. Ricky Rubio's a thing? Ricky Rubio is always going to be around. RR will, RR will now, no, is no longer Ricky Rubio to me. It's now Rapid River. <laughs> <sighs> That's how much I don't think he exists anymore. That's how you PR now. Yeah. Uh, no. Rapid River. RR. It's not Ricky I used Rubio. to look at RR and go Ricky Rubio. Now I look at RR and I'm like, oh, who's Rapid River playing? I think you would be the only person to ever do that, to see RR and think Ricky Rubio. I know, and I'm not even, <laughs> I wasn't even a Minnesota guy. It's weird, man. I used to think that, though, legitimately. I tell you what, those were our stats of the weekend. I don't know which one's better, but, you know, take your pick. Uh, let's take a time out here a little bit early. Let's reorder the NFL divisions. Let's give you what we know now, who is going to win each division. That is next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops. John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad you're along on ESPN-UP. Don't forget baseball on ESPN-UP this evening. Nationals at Cardinals. Two teams in playoff position. Dan Schulman and Jim Bowden will have the call tonight at 7, again, here on ESPN-UP. I tell you what, knowing what we know now, two weeks into the season, let's revisit our picks to win each NFL division, reorder some of these divisions. A lot has changed, especially this weekend. Who could have predicted that Ben Roethlisberger would be out for the rest of the year? He played just two games. Mm -hmm. That Drew Brees is going to miss half the year. That Sam Darnold is going to miss half the year. Well, I don't think anybody had the Jets winning that division. (laughs) (laughs) I did have them finishing second in that division. I'm not so sure that's going to happen anymore. I had the Bills finishing second in that division, but the Jets were very close, and I could have seen it if the Jets would have taken second. That's where I have them finishing now. I have the Bills Finishing second, and then the Jets and Dolphins can fight for the leftovers. So I tell you what, let's go through it division by division. Let's start in the AFC. Out West, I said before the year the Kansas City Chiefs would win that division, and my pick now is still the Kansas City Chiefs yeah, to win that division. still the Chiefs. They have done nothing to make me think otherwise. Uh, Patrick Mahomes needs to play one quarter, and you win a game. <laughs> That's it. You can do what Saban did last year with Tua Tagovailoa and never let him play the fourth quarter if you yeah. need to. Except this weekend, I hope it's a good game because he goes up against Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that will be a good game. I think Lamar is going to shred that KC defense, and I think for the first half, Baltimore will lead that game before 
Patrick Mahomes becomes Patrick Mahomes. I, I hope it's like last year's Monday night game against the Rams. I hope it's another 54-51 shootout. That should be the primetime game. It should week. be. I, uh, it, 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 I mean, it should be. We definitely should have that in our pick right? We should, except it's not the game they're airing here on ESPN. Gosh, dang it. Because we had to go with the marquee matchup of the Patriots and Jets. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder who <laughs> I'm going to pick there. Um <laughs> It, to be honest with you, I would pick the Chiefs to do it. I think yep. Lamar Jackson is going to put up good numbers and have a good game, but the Chiefs are just better. I think that Lamar Jackson is going to run all over them. Yeah, but the Patriots, ha- or excuse me, the Chiefs do have a better run game. They have a more stable run game, in my opinion. I think Damian Williams and Lashawn McCoy make a better committee than Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards. Mm. So just having those, just having those two guys, clock management is going to be a big deal in this because with two explosive offenses, it's going to be who has the ball less is at a disadvantage. Good thing the Chiefs have such a good clock manager as their head coach. <laughs> I mean, they did when Alex <laughs> Smith was the QB, right? So, so I tell you what, my picks in the AFC West haven't changed. The order has not changed. Kansas City, L.A., Oakland, Denver. Even after that humiliating display of special teams in Week Two by L.A. Yes, I'm still going to say that they finish ahead of Oakland. I still think that they're better than Oakland. I, I, they're Although Oakland's impressed me. They, they, they are. The, mm-hmm. the fact that they even led the Chiefs at one point was crazy enough for me. Uh, but yeah, the, the Chargers are still a fantastically talented team. But yeah, for some reason, man, the Detroit Lions always pull off an early season upset. That was the best I've seen them play in a long time. And that they got really 13 points. <laughs> they're undefeated. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're um, it's crazy. The Packers and Lions are leading the uh, NFC North. Just like we all thought. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to the AFC North, where I said before the year that the Steelers would win that division. They're just not going to with Mason Rudolph. At I, don't no. I don't know. No. I don't know. No. Why do you say that? He had a good preseason. I don't think preseason's a good indicator, they, they, and I the mean, Ravens are playing that well right now. They started, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. If the Ravens weren't playing too, I don't think that they're dead in the water. Mm. Um, I don't think the Steelers are dead in the water. Uh, I do think the Ravens will win the division, but the Steelers are still a very good team. They got the best O-line in that division, and, I mean, what do we know about quarterbacks who were taken in the first three rounds, who sat behind another Hall of Fame or elite-level quarterback for at least a year i just don't know that i trust him although you did see luke falk come off the bench last night monday night football and complete 20 at 25 so you yeah, put the okay. right system around no, 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 no. like even like even luke falk the, the, he came in that that looked awful that 20 of 25 <laughs> was the softest 20 of 25 i've ever and it was seen. still better than trevor yeah Sinead. it was all checkdowns <laughs> like oh it's fourth and 15 what's falk gonna do here he throws it three yards on and out to ty montgomery and you're like Come on, like that was try a pretty it. Good Joe Testor impression. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> but yeah, the, that's lit- that's legitimately what happened. So of course he's going to throw twenty twenty five when he's throwing three yard flats. Do you think that Pittsburgh is going to finish ahead of Cleveland? Because I'm I'm torn on that. I don't know yet. I don't know. That's tough. Just because Cleveland came in with so much hype and so mm-hmm. much ego that they're bound to they're bound to uh, disappoint. They haven't looked good. I mean, they last haven't. night they didn't even look good. Yeah, they didn't. And uh, the fact is that Pittsburgh has always been a non-September team. Like, it's the same with the Patriots. The Patriots and Steelers have always been teams that succeed after September, right? New England's best September. Yeah, I know. They go 4-0 in September. Watch out, because they're they're going undefeated. Um, Except they do have to play the Chiefs, Texans, and Ravens. Those are going to be good, great matches. Those will be good ones. Yeah, yeah. But... I still think the Steelers... I mean, they started the season last year 1-1-1, right? They they never start out that great, and then they went on they they went six one and one before, uh, completely falling apart and finishing eight seven and one I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, they always look really good after September, so I wouldn't bet against them. I still think they're a solid team, great O line, decent defense. Still have James Conner if he's healthy. Still have a solid receiving core in Moncrief, Juju, and James Washington. So I I don't see why they. They don't. They're they're dead in the water. I don't. I don't. I don't see that right now. As, as long as Rudolph can supply some sort of, uh, what's the word, adequacy mm-hmm. at quarterback, I sure. think they'll be all right. I just don't trust him yet. I mean, they are in the worst quarterback situation in that division right now. Andy Dalton's passed for like seven hundred eighty yards in two games. Yeah, and what their own too. Yeah, but so is Pittsburgh. Yeah, but at the same time, I you gotta trust. You gotta trust 
the Steelers more than you trust the Bengals. I do because I trust Mike Tomlin more than I trust Zach Taylor. Really, anybody. It's not fair to Zach Taylor, but yeah, I trust we're, Mike Tomlin. We're, He's we're, never we're, had a losing season. When we drafted the coaches, you took Zach Taylor pretty early. After seeing this game against the Niners, would you drop that back? No, because offensively... He was still pretty good, and he's an offensive 17 guy. 17 points. That's not too great. Yeah, but Andy Dalton still passed for 311 <laughs> yards. If you're getting that kind of production out of Andy Dalton, you're doing something right. Honestly, the Niners have looked really good with their run defense. Run defense is good. Yeah. Cincinnati's defense, awful. A- hey, NFL Network saying Jalen Ramsey, uh, the best fit would be the Niners. Think so? I think the best fit would be the Chiefs, but I would not mind if he came to the Niners. You know, if Jalen Ramsey doesn't go to the Chiefs, they probably get Xavier Howard because Miami yep. is cleaning house right now. Yep. Well, did you see what Xavier Howard tweeted yesterday? Yep, yep. Yeah, I retweeted it. Nah, okay. It was funny. Yeah, that was, yeah. So I tell you what, let's go to the AFC South now, where before the year I had Houston tentatively penciled in over Jacksonville. Yeah, that was probably the hardest division to pick. Yeah. Now I think I made the right choice. Now I'm pretty confident in that pick. I still stand at the fact that I think Tennessee will surprise a lot of people. I don't think Tennessee will win that division. I think Houston is far more talented. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson is way better than Marcus Mariota. But... I still think that Tennessee is going to give everybody a run for their money. Tennessee beats the teams that they're not supposed to beat, loses to the teams that they are supposed to beat, right? They were supposed to beat the Colts. Mm -hmm. There's no way they should have lost to the Colts. But if they can beat the teams that they're not supposed to beat, they're going to beat Houston a couple times. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll they'll beat Houston at least once, maybe twice. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they got a better run game than Houston. If they can manage that clock, keep it out. Like, like I, if they can manage that clock, keep it out of Deshaun Watson's hands. Don't trust Marcus Mariota. Do not trust Marcus Mariota. If you fall behind against Houston, you're going to lose because then they then they have to say, "Hey, Marcus, win us the game," and he can't do that. They're just too good. I just can't see Houston losing to Tennessee, especially if Will Fuller's still there. Hey, two weeks of the year, Will Fuller's still playing. That's crazy. Tyler Eifert's still playing. Oh my gosh! These Notre How Dame alum aren't ha- getting season-ending injuries. How is this stuff happening? <laughs> Jacksonville, though. I mean, I know that they're on two. Well, they don't have their starting quarterback. I, but I love Garner Minshew. They're getting rid of their best corner. I love Garner Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> they are coached by Doug Marone. That's their downfall. But well, what, 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 what did he say, man? What did he say to Jalen Ramsey? I wish they were mic'd up. I wish we could I, get inside I keep, that huddle. I keep refreshing my Twitter feed to try to find some sort of insight into that. That's the only thing I want to know about the NFL right now. I wonder if he's going to last the year. So I wouldn't be shocked if Tennessee is second in that division at nine and seven. That's how they do. Yeah, that's what Tennessee does, man. Mm-hmm. They go nine and seven. Do we both agree? Houston, or excuse me, Indianapolis is fourth. I don't know. Jacoby Brissett's looked all right. I th- honestly, I think any of those three teams that at the bottom could finish last. I, I think that the Colts have the biggest chance of finishing last, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee finished last. Although I think Tennessee's a good team. Like they just don't have the tremendous talent to compete in that division, so I wouldn't be surprised. And it's the same thing with Jacksonville. So who are you picking in that division? Oh, Houston still. Okay, all right. I, I, I'm I'm picking Houston, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee took it. That's it. That's all. <laughs> AFC East. It's New England. Are you sure, man? What about uh, no? Yeah, it's New yeah, England. Dolphins are really making us think. Oh, they're going to do something, man. <laughs> By the way, did they do the right thing last night, trading away Minka Fitzpatrick for a single oh, first round ab- pick? Absolutely. Couldn't they have got more back? I think they could have, but like they're trying to set up for the future, right? Yeah, but shouldn't they have got more back? Maybe for a player like that. Minka Fitzpatrick's good, but he's I mean, good. But I, I mean, think he could have got at least a first and a third. But keep in mind that. It's a first-round pick for the Steelers, who just lost their starting quarterback, started the season 0-2. If all goes according to plan, that's going to be like a top-10 pick, which True. would be insane. I'm not saying that they did wrong by getting a first-round pick, and like you said, a top-10 quarter, uh, top ten pick potentially, but they should have got more. They should yeah, have got sh- more picks. They should have. Uh, I'm not going to say they shouldn't have, but at the same time, just getting one just sets them up so well, because they have three first-round picks this upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. They have... Two first-round picks the year after that, and then they have two for, two second-round picks for this year's draft, and then two second-round picks for the year after that. So they're set up like really nicely. They're going to have nine first and second-round picks over the next two years, and po- probably more with Xavier Howard. 
I have never seen a more obvious tank job in the NFL. NBA, you see it all the time, but I've never seen anything like this in the NFL. Do you feel bad for Brian Flores at all? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's in a terrible situation. I feel horrible for him. Yeah. You know, he wants to live out his dream as an NFL coach. It's his first coaching gig. He has players who don't want to play for him. He has a front office that wants to lose this year. They want to go 0-16. Do you think, so if they go 0-16, do you think he gets fired still? I hope not. Hugh Jackson lived through it. He did. He did. And I don't think anyone can expect the Dolphins to win this year. I don't think Brian Flores should get fired. But I don't think the same as Steven Ross. I don't know what they're going to do. I feel bad for him, though. I just feel bad for Brian Flores. Yeah. I feel bad, too. So I do have New England winning that division by a wide margin. Buffalo probably finishes second. The Jets, the Dolphins will fight for the leftovers. But I think the Jets are just a little less worse than Miami. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the Jets still have players. Yet still have a few players. Jamal Adams. Yeah, they do have Jamal Adams. Le'Veon Bell, I'm, I'm, not, I was, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed by him either. We, we all sort of predicted this. Mm-hmm. It was without the same offensive line, without the same coach, it was going to be a stretch to see him compete in the same way. And yes, he's getting his touches, but at the same time, he's obviously not the same runner. He's still patient, but he doesn't have the supporting cast around him to uh, maximize that. I think Patience. he's getting way too many touches because he's the only option for them. What, he carried the ball 31 times last night? Um, that's not a bad thing. He's their, he's their best but player. But he's going to be doing that every game. And he's taking a year off. Like, that can, you know, he says he felt younger coming into this season, taking that year off. But running behind the Jets' offensive line 31 times a game is going to add some age, some wear and tear to you. Yeah, it will. But that's what we have for the AFC. We're up against a break. Let's come back and do the NFC next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along. Here's your Sports Center update. This weekend, both the Cowboys and Patriots open as 21-point favorites over the Dolphins and Jets, respectively. The last time the NFL had two games with 20-plus point spreads in the same weekend was Week 5 of 1987. That was a strike year as well. Last night, the Jets became the first NFL team since the 09 Panthers to play three different quarterbacks before Week 3. That year, Carolina used Jake DeLome, Josh McCown, and Matt Moore. And finally... College game day was in Ames, Iowa, and a 24-year-old kid had a game day sign that said, My Bush Light Supply needs to be restocked and had his Venmo information on their Venmo, the money-sharing app for your phone. He went viral and ended up getting $6,000. And here's what's really cool. Instead of purchasing a lot of Bush Light with it, he announced today that he is donating all $6,000 he received since this weekend to the University of Iowa Children's Hospital, the hospital that's just adjacent to Kinnick Stadium on the Iowa campus where the players, the coaches, the fans, everybody in attendance waves to the kids up there after the first quarter. So really cool story out of Iowa. I tell you what, continuing to reorder the NFL divisions, we get a second chance on our predictions. Let's go to the NFC West where I picked the Seahawks to win that division to start the year. And I still think that, but I'm more impressed with the Rams, I think, here in the first couple of weeks. The Rams are doing better than I thought they would be here early on. Are the Seahawks doing worse than you thought they would be? Yeah. They've won by a combined, what, three points? Mm-hmm. Does that, so does that worry you at all? A little bit, a little bit. But I still think that their upside is too good that they're going to figure it out. What about their upside? Like, what is their upside? Well, Russell Wilson has such a good upside. DK Metcalf, I think we started to see what he can be offensively. Chris Carson, I'm still waiting for him to really get going this year. He's been fine, but I'm still waiting for him to take another step. You know, I think he can. I think he can be one of the premier rushers in the NFL like he was last year. And that front seven is so good. So good that once they start playing to their full potential, they start getting quarterbacks uncomfortable. We haven't seen the upside yet for the Seattle team. I think we will. So despite their somewhat slow start, you know, 2-0, and but they're the slowest 2-0 and team maybe, that I'm still willing to believe in them. I believe in the Seahawks too. I believe in Russell Wilson. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, whenever they let Wilson throw, he's, in, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. 300 yards, three touchdowns against the Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. Week one, they didn't let him throw. So he only had 196 yards and two touchdowns. Whoa, what a bad day, right? So whenever they give him that opportunity to really strut his stuff, he does. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't put their faith in Chris Carson. They should. And obviously when they do, they make the playoffs, and Chris Carson is the fourth leading rusher in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But 
I'm saying that maybe they should let Wilson throw more. Yeah, especially with DK Metcalf. I think Tyler Lockett's better than DK Metcalf. Well, I know, but it's nice to have a compliment like that. Also, Will Disley. What about him, man? He's been sort of impressive this far. Two touchdowns last week. Not bad. So do you think the Niners have peaked early? I don't know. I don't know if they've peaked yet. Um, They get Jalen Ramsey. If they get Jalen Ramsey, that could be fun. Yeah. I still think they'll finish third in that division. Arizona has played actually better than I think I thought they would. They've done all right. They've done all right. So... Do you think that the NFC West has a claim for the best division in football right now? They have a claim. I'm not ready to go on the record and say that yet, but there's a case to be made there. I still think the NFC South takes it. NFC South. I thought New Orleans was going to win it prior to the year, and with the injury to Drew Brees, he's going to miss half the season. I still think the Saints are going to do it. Yeah, that, that's the funny thing, right? Is mm-hmm. I think Teddy Bridgewater is talented enough as long as he doesn't get hurt. Like Even if he gets hurt. Taysom Hill's the next man up. All you need is your backup to go, what, 3-3 three and three over the next six games? If he keeps them at 500 and they're 4-4 four and four when Breeze comes back, at least the earliest he can be back is Week 9, they're going to be fine because who in that division is there to worry about? Are you going to worry about Carolina? Because they can't win right now. And are you worried about Tampa Bay? I'm not even worried about Atlanta. They've been disappointing here lately. No, I'm worried about Atlanta. Are you? Yeah, that fourth quarter showed exactly what they can do. Exactly what they can do when Julio's let loose, what Matt Ryan's capable of. Everybody knows what the Falcons are capable of. You talk all this you talk all this high talk about potential with Seattle. Yeah, but the thing is, they played a beaten-up Philadelphia team where half of their team was in the medical tent by that point. I'm not saying they didn't look good. I'm, I'm not saying they look good. I'm not saying they look good against Minnesota or Philadelphia, but I'm saying that the potential is there for the for the. Falcons. They upgraded their offensive line. They upgraded their defense. Those are the two biggest problems last year. So if they can stay healthy and if they can just figure out what is bugging them right now, I think that they have a good chance to go 10-6, and 11-5. and five. Mm, I don't know. That seems too high for a team that just hasn't impressed me this year. So far. But I mean, I out still of the think... eight quarters this year, they've played like three good quarters. Yeah, maybe. Uh, even, even that fourth quarter against Minnesota, I think, was just mainly because of garbage time. That's it. Right, right. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not high on Atlanta right now. Maybe they get things figured out, but I don't think they're good enough to challenge New Orleans in their current state, even with Drew Brees on the bench, sidelined. Yeah. I think that all three, I think that all three non-New Orleans teams in that division are capable of doing some damage. Even Tampa Bay. Even Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians. Yeah, Jameis is awful. But if they can figure out something, I mean, Peyton Barber looked pretty good. Ronald Jones looked all right in week one. So if they can get that run game going, make sure that Jameis doesn't have to be the game changer in that one. And if Mike Evans can figure out what's up with him, then I think that that's, they, have some, they have a chance to do something. Their defense is still pretty bad, but I think that with Bruce Arians under holding the reins and whatnot, it's a, it's a sleeper team. And as for Carolina, we know what Carolina can do. Mm-hmm. Just Cam Newton is bad. Well, I know you're not a Cam Newton fan. He is broken. I don't know if it's a physical or mental break, but he's broken right now, and he's not playing football to the way that Carolina needs him to to win. Also, that was so horribly coached by Ron Rivera. Yeah, that it game was. Is, you don't make Cam. You have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, argu- like arguably the best back in the league right now. I wouldn't say he is. I still think Saquon, but... I think he's top five at best. Yes, yeah, he, he's definitely up there, right? Mm. So, why do you make Cam throw 50 times? <laughs> you made him throw 50 times, and he threw under 50% against Tampa Bay's defense. Yikes. It's atrocious. But you're with me that New Orleans still wins that division, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. with you I'm with you on that. I think that New Orleans goes 4-2 and two over their next six. It's not too difficult coming up. But uh, I think that they'll be about tied with Atlanta at that point. Then when Drew Brees comes back, it's going to come down to like one or two games with Atlanta. How about the NFC East? I said Philadelphia to start the year. I'm going to change that. I think I'm wrong with that. I think Dallas is going to win that division the way it is right now. Philadelphia is too banged up. They can't stay healthy. You have the inevitable Carson Wentz injury coming up. And (laughs) Nate Sudfeld, I don't know if he's the guy that can lead you to a division title. I'm not ready to say that Dak Prescott has completely turned a corner yet because he's been really good the first two weeks against two of the worst defenses in the NFL with the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. Yes, the Redskins they are. De- I don't think the Redskins' defense is that bad. It's pretty bad. I mean, they, were, they were really good last year. Dak is a mystery to me, but Kellen Moore has been an absolute godsend. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. My gosh, he is amazing. He's if, making Dak look amazing. If the Cowboys, the Cowboys will make the playoffs this year. I think <clears> they're going to win the division too. But if they don't win a playoff game, do you think Kellen Moore takes that head coaching spot? Here's the thing. I don't think he's ready to be a head coach. There are some guys that are just really good coordinators but aren't necessarily ready to be a head coach in the NFL. I think that's where Kellen Moore is right now. But if he wants the job, you kind of got to give it to him. You can't spurn him and risk him leaving and going to another team. He's that valuable to your quarterback that even if he's not ready, I think you've got to give it to him if he decides that he wants it when Jason Garrett is fired at the end of the season. Yeah. That's why I think that Dallas will win this division because of Kellen Moore and the elevation of Dak Prescott. I'm still waiting to see him do it against a quality defense because he's going up against the Miami Dolphins this weekend. How easy is this opening schedule? Isn't that great for them? So good. (laughs) Everybody's going to be so hyped for them. And then they're going to face, like, I mean, the the fact that they're facing the Dolphins means they're going to face the Patriots at some point this year. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to lose by 20. And then everybody's going to take a step back. That that's going to be that's going to be the humbling game. Just because the Patriots team this year looks like the best version they've ever had, or at least since two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I was going to say because they went sixteen zero in two thousand seven. Some people are like, "This is better than that team." I tell you what, let's go to the NFC North to start the year. I said the Vikings would win that division. Two weeks in, I am sticking to it. Really, I still I think the trust, Vikings win that division. I don't trust Kirk. I don't trust Kirk either. Like, if they lose the division, it will be because of Kirk. All right, I'm sort of about to go back on my word here because uh, you can't trust Kirk, in my opinion. Right. You can't trust Kirk. But I still think Chicago is the team to beat in that Really? Division. And, yes, I don't think you can trust Mitch either. But what is it about Chicago that's made you think they can win the division? Their defense is a game changer, man. Their defense is a game changer. And if they keep, like, if they keep running David Montgomery, keep it out of uh, Mitchell Trubisky's hands. And Eddie Pinero looks... Pretty freaking good yeah, he does. so far. Mm-hmm. He looks good. So I think their special teams is all right. I think that Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery are a solid backfield. Mm-hmm. And that defense will... I mean, the defense has been great thus far. They've allowed uh, 24 points in two games. Only problem is they scored 19. Right. So if Mitchell Trubisky can figure something out, and I think Matt Nagy is a good offensive coach to the point where he will be able to elevate Mitchell Trubisky at some point this year. He just hasn't done it thus far. Um, then they're the team to beat. If they can score 20 points in a game, mm-hmm. they will go, there's what, 14 games left? Yeah. They'll go 10-4. and four. Really? If, if they can score 20 points a game. I'm not confident they can score 20 points a game. Yeah, I'm not confident. Com- Trubisky's capable of it. I'm not confident they are either, but as long as they average 20 points a game, 10-4. and 10-4 and four of the next 14. Is 11-5 and five good enough to win that division, though? It's good enough to compete for it. I don't know. It's better than they were last year, right? Last year they were 10-6? and six. Were they? I don't remember. I don't know. We'll have to look that up during the break. I think Green Bay's a better team than them. I think Minnesota's a better team than them. Well, Zadarius Smith is still... We, we're still yet to see what, what the problem is with Zadarius Smith. If Zadarius Smith is out, that's going to be a huge, front, a huge blow to their front seven. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I think Green Bay has the tools, but how long before Matt LaFleur's system gets figured out? Mm-hmm. How long before the tensions between LaFleur and Rodgers sort of overshadow everything else? How long before that defense, which is doing all right, but Ke- Kevin King and Adrian Amos are the star are the star guys in that secondary right, right now? How long before they get exposed? Because we know they have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of question marks on Green Bay. And yes, they've looked really good thus far, but I don't know how much I trust it. They've had their struggles offensively as well. Where I mean, how many good quarters of offensive football have the Packers had so far? Hmm. Just one, honestly. Yeah. They've had just yeah. one. That's got to be a little concerning. It, it's got to be. I mean, Green Bay, I mean, let's face it, they're lucky to be 2-0. and Yeah. I just, I'm not sold on them yet. Minnesota's at the point where their defense is good enough. If Dalvin Cook does play the full year, they should win that division. Y- yeah, but come on. I'm still picking them to win the division. Dalvin Cook. Staying healthy. Hey, Dalvin Cook's still healthy after two games. Yeah, that's another guy. Yeah, exactly. Deshaun Watson. The last time there was a week in the NFL where neither Drew Brees or, Drew Brees or Ben Roethlisberger played, mm-hmm. 2004. Throw Eli Manning in that group, too, and it was announced this morning he will not be the Giants starter this weekend. That's right, man. How about that? Yeah. I tell you what, let's throw in some thoughts on that here before we go to break. I see why they did it. I worry for Daniel Jones in this situation. 
I mean, you're throwing him into a situation where there are no weapons for him to work with. There's oh, no he's Golden getting, Tate. He's no getting Golden Tate back Shepard. in two weeks, though. Yeah, but he's not getting him now. He still has Evan Ingram. Yeah, you, okay, the, if your best weapon is <laughs> Evan Ingram, good luck. Yeah. Behind that offensive line. I mean, I hope Daniel Jones performs well. I like Daniel Jones. I like Eli Manning, too. But let's face it, he's playing his way out of the Hall of Fame right now. Like if he continues wow. down the stretch, I never thought I'd hear you say that. Well, he is. He's not. He's not playing very good football right now. I still think he's a Hall of Fame. Oh, I do too. I do too. But he's not helping his case by continuing to be a pro football player right now. Eh, eh, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. I don't, I don't think Eli Manning could do anything right now that would drop him out of the Hall of Fame. He's won two rings. Yeah, I two mean, rings. You're in. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you can find a quarterback. You took down the. You took down a sixteen and zero team. Mm-hmm. You're in. Took down Belichick twice. Yeah. Somebody looked that up here. Has there ever been a quarterback who's won two Super Bowl rings that isn't in the Hall of Fame? Probably going to be like the 50s or something like that. It has to be like the pre-Super Bowl era. Yeah, because they were a quarterback back when you threw it twice a game. (laughs) So Daniel Jones will be the starter for the New York Giants this weekend. I hope that he performs like he did in the preseason. I hope for good things for him. If anything, I want to see the Dave Gettleman revenge tour. Mm. Just drag everybody, Dave. Yeah, I want Daniel Jones to, to succeed. He was the best thing to watch during the preseason. Wasn't he fun? Yeah. yeah. A lot of questions are going to be answered for the Giants, and I know that they... It feels like they were pressured into making this move. Pat Shermer, I mean, he doesn't have good body language. You watch him on the sideline, and he's clearly frustrated with Eli. He's been absorbed by the Big Apple. It's the same thing that happened to Ben McAdoo. No. As soon as McAdoo came in, you could just tell he was upset. Year one McAdoo, even his appearance changed, his mustache changed. Year well, one McAdoo. Same thing with Shermer, dude. Shermer slicked his hair back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. The, <laughs> the Big, Big Apple changes yeah, people. It does things, man. <laughs> and usually not for the better. But I tell you what, so now Eli Manning on the bench. Is this it for him? Does he retire? Does he go to another team? No. Does any other he, team want him? He's not going to another team. Not, no. he, he refused to play for the Chargers because he wanted to play for New York so bad. You yeah, but he had options then. What options did he have? Like, the fact is that who would want to... It's the same thing with Lonzo Ball, right? Where it's like, who would want to draft a player or who would want to pay a player that doesn't even want to play for them? I don't think you can compare Eli Manning and Lonzo Ball, though. Yeah, you can. You can compare their, you can p- can compare their coming out of college days. Uh, I don't know about that. Super highly touted, possible number. They would have been. They would have both been number one overall picks if the Lakers had the number one overall pick. I don't agree with it's that. It's a comparison. solid comparison. I don't agree Come with that on, one. Man. I don't agree with that. Eli had options, and he knew he was going to play in the NFL back then. He knew he could afford to turn a team down. Now he knows that he's just going to be looking for a job somewhere. He doesn't have options like he did back in two thousand four. I don't think he's going to be looking for. I don't think he's going to be looking for options. I, I think he stays with the Giants, and I think the Giants respect him enough. I think the Giants fans respect Eli enough to keep him on until he re- decides to retire. I just don't know how long that's going to be. I tell you what, we have got to take a break. We hit the timeout. When we come back, we'll discuss which winless NFL team is the most optimistic. Which team looking for that first victory? has still got optimism. Plus, we'll talk a little baseball. Who will be the home run king of 2019? That's next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any of the show today, you can get caught up on demand. Get our mobile app from the Apple App Store, Google Play, or look up ESPNUP.com. Tanner Hoops with you. Reminder that baseball is on ESPN-UP tonight. Nationals at Cardinals. 7 o'clock start from Bush Stadium. Dan Schulman and Jim Bowden have the call. This was just pointed out to me. The only multi-Super Bowl champion quarterback that is not in the Hall of Fame? Jim Plunkett. It can happen. A quarterback with multiple Super Bowl rings can be left out of the Hall of Fame, although it's extremely rare. Just one. I hope Eli doesn't become number two. I hope Eli is a Hall of Famer. John Michael Hoefling of ABC10 in studio with me. Which winless football team, which 0-2 team, or 0-1-1 if you want to throw in Arizona, I was, gonna, I was literally going to ask that, <laughs> should be the most optimistic at this point in the NFL season. I'm looking at a list of the winless teams right now, and it's Arizona, Carolina, Cincinnati, Denver, Jacksonville, Miami, both New York teams, Washington, and Pittsburgh. I think that, I, well, I have a feeling you're going to mention uh, Jacksonville at some point. 
Yeah. Yep. That yep. would be the team. Yep. That's but, yeah. the team that I'm picking. Yeah, exactly. All in on Garner Minshew. I mean, I love Garner Minshew. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Without Jalen Ramsey, what's what's going to happen to that defense? Like, yeah, I know Calais Campbell and AJ Bouye are good enough to like withstand it, and especially with Yannick Ngakwe as well. But it's Garner Minshew, man. What what about Garner Minshew? Have you not liked? He has not impressed me. Why? Like, I haven't seen him make a a dime yet. I haven't seen him throw a dime yet. What? He hasn't. He hasn't been super accurate. He hasn't made any. Oh wow! Throw. He hasn't made any drop dead throws, right? Has he? I thought so. To who? That D- game winning touchdown. Exactly. He doesn't have good wide receivers. I mean, come on. Let's not let's not count out D.D. Westbrook. And oh DJ. yeah, future Hall of Famer D.D. Westbrook <laughs> or D.J. Chark. Uh, okay, okay, okay. That's not helping my case, but still, they those. I mean, D.J. Chark has looked pretty good these first two weeks. And nobody's going to say the same thing about Torrey McLaurin or whatever his name is in Washington because he's a rookie. It's the same thing with Chark where it's like, yeah, they weren't highly talented coming out of college, but they've looked really good thus far, so let's not count them out yet. Did you see his game? Well, it should have been at least a game-tying potential game-winning drive against Houston late. No, yeah, I saw it. I saw it, but but that defense was the reason. Jacksonville's defense was the reason they were in that game. But when, when you can hold Deshaun Watson to one rushing touchdown, that is a good game. But what I'm saying, wins, losses aren't quarterback stats, and no. neither should. It can be. Points scored can be a quarterback stat. But there are good quarterbacks that I just think, don't I, have a lot around I think them. Win, I think win, losses should be a quarter, should be more of a quarterback no. stat. Yeah. No. Yeah, Kirk Cousins goes 8-7-1. and one. Like, we got, we got the Yeah, but we, Deshaun Watson on Monday Night Football last week. So I mean I mean yeah that's a good that's he a good played game. well enough to win that Pat Mahomes on Monday Night Football against the Rams last year played well enough that he shouldn't have got credited with a loss in that game yeah but at the same time if you're so good why don't you win he put up 51 points because Kansas <laughs> City's defense was that bad yeah but at the same t- like I don't know I, I've done this argument a lot of time because you know as you know I am a huge proponent of Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Alex Smith, and my biggest and it, this, the argument against or for Alex Smith it always starts the same. It's just a different inflection. It's either he wins or he wins, but and then you follow it up with something, right? Mm-hmm. It's and that's why I think wins and losses should be a thing, is because Alex Smith will never blow you away, right? Mm-hmm. But you know who was leading that division before he went down? Uh, Washington was. Washington was leading that division. And then they, they don't they win one game the rest of the year against Tennessee, a team that never beats the teams that they should beat. In fact, over the last four years, uh, sorry, since twenty uh, since twenty thirteen, only Tom Brady and Russell Wilson have more wins than Alex Smith, right? How about that? Yeah, it's a good stat. Yeah, should have pulled that one out earlier. Uh, really? It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> Thanks, man. But uh, yeah, since twenty thirteen, only Tom Brady and Russell Wilson have more wins than Alex Smith. And uh, you can say what you want. He's only thrown for 4,000 yards once in his career, yada, 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 whatever you want. The fact is that when you have him, you have a chance to win. And I can't say the same. I, I, I want to say the same with Patrick Mahomes, but at the same time, Patrick Mahomes has lost three of the four biggest games of his career thus far. Are you saying Pat Mahomes doesn't give you a chance to win? No, he gives you a chance to win, but the fact is when you look at, when you look at the biggest games in people's careers, those are the games when, you're, when you start to see who's who and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, but did he lose those or did his defense lose those? His de- his defense lost those. But the fact is that if you're that good, if people are like, oh, he's the best quarterback in the league, you should be able to win key games. Mm-hmm. So I still, I, I would say that Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's arguably the most talented quarterback I've ever seen besides maybe like a younger Aaron Rodgers. But I wouldn't say he's the best quarterback in the league right now. There's a difference between being a talented quarterback and being a successful quarterback when you're measuring who is the best quarterback of all time. Because most successful, it's easily Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. I would say Aaron Rodgers is probably number two and Pat Mahomes three. You know, based on who's active and healthy right you're talking, now. Okay, right now. Okay. Right now, going into week three. If you put like those three are clearly the best three quarterbacks who are gonna play this weekend. And in terms of most successful, it's Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes. In terms of pure talent, it's Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady. Yep. Tom Brady had his best Super Bowl performance ever yeah, in the Super Bowl that he lost. Yeah, but if you can't outduel Nick Foles, what does that say? It says you have two really good quarterbacks going up against each no! other. No! <laughs> yes! It says you got beaten by Nick Foles. Did he get outdueled by Nick Foles, though? Yeah! Nick Foles won that game. Yeah, he Super won Bowl, that Super game. Super Bowl MVP. Okay, he won that game, but 
the winning team does not define who is a better quarterback or whose quarterback played better. Like in that Monday night game last year, did Pat Mahomes play worse than Jared Goff? Here's the thing. Like, here's another thing. Okay, you take a look. If you want to take a look at purely at stats, like Matt Stafford is going to be near the top for a lot of people in terms of stats, passing yards, touchdowns, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that has a lot to do with the game plan as well. Like Tom Brady is in a running offense. Mm-hmm. That is it. It's crazy because you have the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion. But that is a run-first offense with Sony Michelle and James White. Is it? Yeah. That is it, especially that, with Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, and it's, Julian it's, Edelman? It's still, it's no joke, it is still a run-first offense. I don't know about that. It, it is a team that will bear, that will beat you down with the run, and if it comes to it, they'll, they'll throw over the top of you. But they want to manage the clock, they want time of possession, they want to control their own destiny, and that's what Bill Belichick does best. So they are a run-first team, despite having the greatest wide receiver core I've ever seen. That playoff game happened between the Patriots and Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes had way better stats, mm-hmm. but Tom Brady played to his system way better, and that's what allowed the Patriots to win. They controlled the clock, they won time of possession, they did what they needed to, got it to overtime, despite having less talent on that team, in my, on the offensive end, in my opinion. But Was it him playing in his system, though, or was Casey's defense that bad? Because remember, right before New England scored at the end of the game, D4 dropped what would have been a game-ending interception. He makes that catch. Pat Mahomes is suddenly the winner, and he hasn't done a thing differently. He still plays the same game offensively. Well, his stats he, aren't any different. He, here's another argument I like to make. It's the same argument I make against the Saints and their pass interference call from the NFC Championship. It's... If you are if you if you put yourself in a position to where one missed interception or one small missed call costs you the game, you didn't play well enough. You could say the same thing about Brady in that game, though. What's the case with Brady then in that game? That he got outdueled by Pat Mahomes. No, he won though. What, he won, what, what, but that doesn't that doesn't mean the win is because of him. All that matters is the dub, man. I disagree. I will say that in football there are two positions that get way too much credit and get not enough credit in situations, the quarterback and the head coach. Sometimes you have to take a look at the quarterback, the Carolina Panthers, in my opinion. You need to take a look at Cam Newton. You need to figure out, is this his last year here, which I think it should be. Because he needs to take a look at his mirror, realize he's wearing something ridiculous, and try to fix his game. But there are other situations where they they get way too much credit. Uh, Eli Manning put in a terrible situation. I don't think he's a good quarterback anymore, but I don't think the, his struggles have to do uh, solely with him being a bad quarterback now. I think a lot of that has to do with the system he's built, he, 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 that's put around him. And yeah, he was given a good running back, but I think he, he could have had way better tools, could have had way better game planning, could have had better play calling, and he would have done better. So there are situations where you can take a step back and go, okay, maybe the wins losses don't. But in team, but in situations where the head coach is really good, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Sean McVay, that's when you can start looking at. We just lost three big games, all three big games. We're supposed to have the best quarterback in the league. Why isn't he winning those games? You know what my response is to that? Defense. Garner Minshew. <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. I, mean, I guess. I'm yeah. just gonna say it. I'm gonna speak it. Yeah, it's crazy how we went. How it went from Gardner Minshew to this now to this whole Brady versus Mahomes debate. I mean, what I'm trying to get at is that Gardner Minshew put his team in position to win that game on Sunday, and his head coach took the ball out of his hands on the final play on the two point conversion. I mean, you got to well, okay. give him the football. So, so now, now it's the same sort of thing where we go back to Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, where it's okay. What if they put the ball in Marshawn Lynch's hands? And it's, oh, now all of a sudden it's they took the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands, despite Russell Wilson supposedly having a better game than Tom Brady. But because of one decision, a play-calling decision, it changes the outcome, yeah, but shouldn't change but that's the, thing. the now, 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 see them. Now, now let's play the what-if game, right? What if instead on that final play, Gardner, they, they, they tried to throw a slant to DJ Chark, and it got, uh, DJ Chark and it got intercepted by the other McCourty on, on the Texans? Now it's all of a sudden, oh, you have Leonard Fournette. Why, would, why wouldn't you hand it off? We can play that game all day long. The fact is we can only establish with what we know. And the fact is that Russell Wilson threw it and had it intercepted. And the fact is that they handed it off and didn't get it in the goal line against the Texans. That's what we have, and that's all we can go off of. All you can ask of your quarterback is that he puts you in a position to win, and that's what Garner Minshew did. Yeah, but he did I like him. I'm but impressed he with did. him. 
If you lose, you lose. Like you cannot take away the fact that you lost. You you can change the you can change the stat all you want. You can take the stats as you want them. But the fact is that all that matters at the end of the day is the dub. Because you can throw for you can be Matt Stafford. You can throw for over four thousand yards in seven straight seasons. You can be Andy Dalton. You can go. You can have tremendous stats and have this great receiver and this great tight end when he's healthy, Tyler Eifert. But the fact is that if you don't get the wins, what does that do? You can be Cam Newton in the very early parts of his career. You can win Offensive Rookie of the Year. You can do all these great stats, break all these rookie rushing records, break all these rushing records for a quarterback. But the fact is that until that 15-1 season where they went to the Super Bowl and he won MVP, he was under a 500 quarterback. As much fun as this has been, we are way over time, and I promised we'd at least do a little bit of baseball. Okay. So I want to get to this quick. I promised actually yesterday that I'd do a lot of baseball today, and that didn't happen, so I apologize. Yeah. But You got me talking about Alex Smith. <laughs> that always leads to some rabbit holes. Who is going to be the Major League Baseball home run king? Right now you've got Pete Alonso and Eugenio Suarez. Tiger fans Most would know. Most underrated player in Major League Baseball. Those two are leading the way with 47. You've got... Well, Mike Trout's out of the race now, but you've got him along with Jorge Soler, another guy that might surprise some people, with mm-hmm. 45. Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich again out of the race with 44. So what, you've got like four guys that are battling for the home run lead between Pete Alonso, Eugenio Suarez, who a lot of people are probably Googling right now to try and figure out who he is, Jorge <laughs> Soler, and Cody Bellinger. Eugenio Suarez, most underrated player in Major League Baseball. Pretty good. Uh, no, he's really good. Two-time All-Star. Two former years in, Tiger. Two years in a row. Yeah, everybody's a former Tiger. <laughs> every All-Star is at some point, was was pretty much at some point a Tiger. Every member, Almost every member of that Red Sox team from last year was a Tiger. That's a poll question. Put that <laughs> yeah. on the poll. Is every All-Star a former Detroit Tiger? Yeah, pretty much, honestly. <laughs> um, I know that it was, I have, so when I, when I was working at the Northwoods League last year, uh, one of my coworkers, Steve, huge Tigers fan, and he was writing an article, and he made an entire team of former Tigers. Mm. That would have been the best team in the league last they year. They had some good teams back then. No no joke. It's uh, Justin Verlander, David Price, Rick Porcello, J.D. Martinez, Ian Kinsler, mm. uh, like all those guys. James McCann, who all of a sudden is an all-star <laughs> now. Like <laughs> It's weird stuff, man. They could have had, It would have been a really good team. That's beside the point. Um, I still think it's Pete Alonso's race to lose. Like, Eugenio Suarez is hot, but Pete Alonso is... One, I think he's in a better situation for him to get a lot of home runs because they still have stuff to play for. They're still in the wild card race, technically. So they're going to keep playing him. Whereas Eugenio Suarez, the Reds are out of it. So how long before they just sort of sit him and they're like, hey, you're done for the year, you had a great year, but let's not risk any injury. I tell you what, before we sign off, you know who's my favorite former Tiger? Now you got me thinking about this. Quentin Berry. Oh, that's, that's man, he lasted man. like five minutes in Major League Baseball, but he was so fast. He was like know, one of man. the fastest players to ever well, play baseball. I, that's why I always liked Billy Hamilton. Mm. Like I, Billy Hamilton is not a good baseball player. No. But, gosh, I love Billy Hamilton. Quentin Barry. Last I saw, he was with the Long Island Ducks. Now he's coaching. <laughs> he's coaching with the Brewers now. Oh, nice. Yeah, good for that's him. Cool. That's kind of cool. Good for cool. him. John Michael Hoefling of ABC10. Uh, what are you plugging over at ABC10 this week? Uh, not much, of course. Monday Minute. It's never on Monday nowadays, but I'm, I'm still working on it. It's going to be about Jim Harbaugh and why he doesn't deserve to be on the hot seat. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and then also hopefully we'll be having our uh, first Thursday throwdown in what feels like a couple of months with Haley Wickstrom of Northern Michigan Volleyball. Uh, that's that's going to be the hope, and hopefully we'll bring that to you this week. For John Michael Hopefully I'm Tanner Hoops. We'll see you tomorrow.